Hello everyone, this is Pastor Randy, and we are excited about a new adventure that we are launching here at Journey. We're going to try to do a podcast once a month. We're calling it Truth For Your Journey because we wanna come alongside you and, and use every platform that we can to give you truth that will help you to follow Jesus Christ because that's what we're about. It's not just to lift up journey, it is all about pointing to Jesus Christ. And so we're gonna be coming with different people, different folks here at Journey, as well as different people in our community to be able to just see truth and be able to see how that helps us in our pursuit of Jesus Christ. And so I wanted to, first of all, thank Aaron. Uh, Aaron Gerhardt is our uh, product, production and technology guy and you won't see him and you won't hear him but be assured he is here and he makes all this happen and we are so thankful for aaron and the the skill sets that god has given him and today we're going to be talking with ransom love he is our associate pastor he started with us in october of 2021 and we are excited to to have him here so ransom how are you today i'm doing great thank you i'm excited about this opportunity and uh, just seeing how God's going to be able to use it. And so it's a joy to be on with you. So I was reading the other day in my personal time, and I came across this story about John Newton that I had never heard before. We all know that he was a slave trader. We all know about the circumstances that he wrote Amazing Grace. But what I did not know is that, you know, he was an orphan when he was seven. At age 11, he was put on a ship. At age 23, he was the captain of a ship, and his ship was going down off the coast of Newfoundland. And he called out to God, and God rescued and saved them. And he never forgot that, and that started his relationship with Jesus Christ. And over the mantle of his fireplace, this is the part I did not know, is that he had Deuteronomy 15.15 15 carved out on a piece of wood and put over his fireplace, and that verse says, you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord, your God redeemed you. And as I was reading that, it just encouraged my heart because we all know his past. You were a slave, but I have redeemed you. And it gives us great confidence that our past is part of our story, but it doesn't define who we are today. And so I would like for the folks to be able to know more of your story. Uh, you and I have known each other for nine years, and uh, I, I know a lot of those parts, but it's those parts of your story that I think that help where, where you're at today in ministry that God has prepared you for. So would you share some of your testimony with us, how you came to know Jesus? Yeah, Sure. Um, I was born in Abingdon, Virginia, and that's where I lived the first six years of my life, and um, that was where I chose to follow Jesus. I grew up in a pastor's home, and it was right around my fifth birthday. I can remember one Wednesday night uh, just really coming under the conviction as I understood it then, and I was asking my mom and dad some questions, and so that next morning, I was actually talking with my dad. And as he was taking me through the word, showing me just that I'm born a sinner and needing a savior and that Jesus was that savior, I chose in that moment to, to follow Jesus for myself. 
And so that's where I, I began my journey with Jesus. And so over the years ahead, we, we moved to some different churches um, in different states, lived in Tennessee for a while, then out in Kansas City, Missouri. And when we were in Kansas City, that's where I lived the longest. And I can remember in junior high, uh, that was where I really felt God calling me into the ministry. And so you know, as I went through high school, I ended up going to Bob Jones and studying there and studied youth ministries at Bob Jones. Um, but during that time, you know, that's where I met Hannah and we got married after I graduated. And so that that's kind of just in a nutshell, the direction that God shaped me into coming into ministry. Uh, there was a lot of, my, my youth pastor in high school was one that was a heavy influence on me, Justin Cruz as his name. Um, he really just befriended me and really taught me how to go deeper in the word and kind of took me under his wing. And, you know, being the pastor's son, uh, there was just a different relationship that, that we had. We spent a lot of time together. And so he really had a, had a big influence in my life. And I've got several uncles that are pastors and both my grandfathers are pastors. So there was just a lot of people that God used to kind of shape me in the direction of, of what he called me to. And, and then of course, coming to, to the places that we've worked together at Parks Crossroads now here at Journey, you know, being able to be under your teaching and, and just the observing your life. Uh, it's God has used you greatly to help shape me as well and my calling to ministry. And so, um, yeah, this, I've been around church ever since I was born, but I think it was it was really coming out of college and getting into ministry where God really began to start growing me a lot deeper, having to make choices and and it's not just following mom and dad anymore or it's not just following youth pastor, you know, now I'm having to make some of these choices on my own. So that's really where my relationship with God really began to grow much deeper was really getting into that hands-on experience in ministry. So one of the things that would be easy to conclude is that, well, you grew up in a pastor's home. You have a, a history of pastors from your grandfathers to your dad to you that, you know, um, you're perfect, right? You, you, you've never struggled. You've never done anything. And I think that sometimes, uh, People think that in ministry that uh, pastors, especially those that have come from pastors' homes, uh, don't really know what it's like to struggle. And, and, and you and I know that that's not the case, that it's not about perfection, it's about pursuit. And, and one of the things that, that I want uh, those listening to this podcast to understand is God calls us to pursue holiness he understands we're not going to be perfect. That's why one of my favorite verses is 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we're going to sin in the process, but we should be pursuing, not perfect. Um, so so this is not a question to find out your, your flaws, your, your confessional time, right? But... In ministry, it is it is difficult. It is hard. And, and what's what's maybe one or two things that you look at and go, man, I, I've really had to guard myself against this. I've really had to 
be careful in this area because maybe it's anger or bitterness or uh, discouragement. Uh, what what are just a, maybe one or two things that if, if you weren't careful, it could have taken you out of the ministry and said, "I'm just I'm done with this." Well, all of the above, all all those things that you've mentioned, uh, different places where I've, I've struggled and, and continue to struggle with so many of those things. But when I was 20, um, I took a year off between my freshman and sophomore year of college. And one of the events that really shaped my life in a, in a very major way was um, I was I was working at a factory uh, when I was at home. And the manager of my shift, he actually went to the church that we attended where, where my dad was the pastor. And uh, he came in one day and he had asked me, he said, did you hear about a friend of ours that was at the church as well? He said he was, he was murdered. And, you know, those are things that you hear about on the news. You know, those aren't things that happen in your life. Uh, Somebody that was that close. I mean, this guy that had been murdered that was in our church his son and me, we were good friends. You know, we did stuff together. We played ball together. And so it just kind of floored me. And so over the next couple of weeks, a lot of detectives coming in, police investigations, all these things that were happening at our church with people in our church, just trying to figure out what had happened. And so long story short, I came home from work one night. I worked second shift and uh, my, my brother told me, he, he had called me, said that I needed to come down to the police station. And um, so I didn't know what was going on. He didn't give me a lot of information. I just went down there and a detective took me to a room, started asking me some questions. Uh, about, there were different letters that he showed me asking if I recognized the handwriting and all these different things. And I was confused. I didn't know what was going on. Well, then my mom and my brother, they come in to the room and they were just weeping and I still had no idea why I was there, what was going on. And I, I was asking, guys, what, why are we here? And they told me that it, my dad had been charged with the murder of this friend in our church. And he had been having an affair with the man's wife, it had been ongoing for like 10 years. And, you know, so through that experience, that kind of, I mean, I, I I was just numb, you know. I didn't I didn't know what to do in that moment, and I wasn't planning on going back to school, you know, there for a short period of time. But for you know, a few days and weeks, there was a lot of questioning. On I mean, I I didn't want to be around my dad, you know. But the one thing that I saw through that was my mom showed him grace. And my mom forgave him. And my mom was willing to be, to, to go back to him. And as the events played out, you know, they, they ended up, he ended up pleading guilty to the charges. And he's serving a 19-year sentence in prison in Charleston, Missouri. And I think watching my mom's example of grace and, and seeking to follow Jesus through that is what helped point me to Jesus in that situation where my dad and I, we, I mean, obviously we're far apart and I don't get to see him often, but we have a very good relationship and, you know, things have been forgiven and restored. And, and I love my dad. We, we talk 
just about every day. Um, but that was an event in my life that shook me where if I didn't have the influences that were around me, like my mom, like other pastors and friends that were there helping to point me to Jesus, very easily could have just said, you know what, I'm done. If this is what pastors do and if this is what Christians do, I don't want to be a part of it. But God graciously just continued to lead me by his spirit to follow him and to forgiveness. And there's been a lot of reconciliation and restoration there. So certainly praise him for that. But yeah, so the bitterness, the anger, the hard things, those are struggles every day because of that. And you have to fight against that daily. And and I, I appreciate you sharing that because again, it's easy to come to assumptions when we look at everybody else's life, their life is all perfect and we're the only ones that are messed up, right? Especially with social media, people only portray what they want you to see. And if you just, you know, gauge your life compared to everybody else on social media, like, man, God hates me and loves everybody else. But we all go through struggles and we all go through trials that are part of our story. And just as John Newton, who had that horrible past of driving or captaining a ship that was involved with slave trade, how God took him out of that. And then the thing that he is known for most is writing Amazing Grace that has, I mean, if we could count how many times that song has been done, it would be in the billions. Uh, And grace, I I love how you talked about your mom just showed you grace in that aspect Um, And so for those that are listening that maybe you're struggling and you're battling with things in your life and you're like, man, I've I've just known heartache and hurt and disappointment that that doesn't have to define your life. That's part of your story. And God will give you the grace for it when you look to him rather than I'm just going to turn away from him. And so, so that's brought you to ministry today and with your wife, Hannah, and your three kids. Um, so we've hired you here uh, on staff, and uh, you've, you've already been a great blessing, and you uh, preach, you uh, minister in many different ways, but your one of your tasks that is your primary focus is the group that's right out of high school up through age 29. So so tell us a little bit about uh, what that group's called, when they meet, and, and what vision you have for that group. So it's called Next Gen, focusing on that next generation of Christians that really is going to have leadership roles, not just at, at Journey, but in the church, in God's church. And so uh, the thing that I love about Journey is if you ask anybody in leadership, what is the vision, not even in leadership, anybody that's been coming for any period of time knows that our whole purpose is to introduce people to Jesus and help them follow him. And everything that we do falls under that. So that's ultimately what we're aiming for. For Next Gen, we want to come alongside young adults and help cast vision with them Because when you think about in elementary school and high school and really even in those later years of high school and getting into college, a lot of times our our vision is cast by mom and dad or by other people that are influencing our lives. And so as you're getting out into college or as you're jumping into your career, you're beginning to set your course of life and making decisions for yourself. 
And sometimes that can be intimidating. And what we want to do is come along young adults, creating this community of people that sometimes is, is hard to find others in that age group, but come alongside and, and help cast vision with them on different decisions, things that they're facing. But how can we do that from what God tells us in his word? So ultimately, we want our vision to be cast on Jesus Christ. You know, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 is kind of our our theme verse. The main phrase there is looking unto Jesus, the the founder and the perfecter of our faith. And so we just want to come alongside young people, creating that community of believers uh, to help them and their walk with Jesus. And we're all just seeking to cast our vision on Jesus Christ together and to grow in him in each walk of life, wherever you find yourself there. And and when does this group meet? We meet on Sunday nights at six o'clock. We meet at our house and we usually are there together for about an hour, hour and a half. One of the things we do is we look at a passage of scripture that we study together throughout the week uh, that I kind of give out. And then we spend a little time in prayer together and also open it up. If you just have questions, come across something that's happened or you're facing a situation in, in life, some kind of a challenge, it's an opportunity just to, to share with people that genuinely care and, and want to pray with you and maybe have walked through that circumstance similar to what you're going with. And so just being able to find that community there of people to come alongside and help encourage and build. Well, great. That's, you know, our, our mission at Journey is to introduce people to Jesus and help them follow him, not follow us, not follow the church, but follow Jesus. That's who we are, are pointing to. And so that's why we're doing this podcast. Our goal with the podcast is to keep it 15 to 20 minutes. So it's nugget of truth. So we're going to wrap it up for today. But let me encourage those of you that are listening that if this is a help to you, let me encourage you to share this with others that uh, it's on every major platform, easy to find, but make sure to share it on your social media platforms so people can know about it and link to it because we want them to see Jesus. It's all about his grace. We are what we are today. Myself, Ransom, anybody here at Journey, anybody anywhere, we are what we are all because of the grace of Jesus Christ. And so Ransom, thank you for taking time And listeners, we hope you'll tune in again when we uh, will gather next month and take truth for your journey.